Letter twenty three of Clarissa Harlowe, volume two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Clarissa Harlowe, volume two, by Samuel Richardson. Letter twenty three. Mrs. Howe to Charles Hickman, Esquire. Thursday, March thirtieth. I cannot but say, Mr. Hickman, but you have cause to be dissatisfied, to be out of humour to be displeased with nancy but upon my word but indeed what shall i say yet this i will say that you good young gentlemen know nothing at all of our sex shall i tell you but why should i and yet i will that if nancy did not think well of you upon the main she is too generous to treat you so freely as she does don't you think she has courage enough to tell me she would not see you and to refuse at any time seeing you as she knows on what account you come if she had not something in her head favourable to you fie that i am forced to say thus much in writing when i have hinted it to you twenty and twenty times by word of mouth but if you are so indifferent mr hickman if you think you can part with her for her skittish tricks if my interest in your favour why mr hickman i must tell you that my nancy is worth bearing with if she be foolish what is that owing to is it not to her wit let me tell you sir you cannot have the convenience without the inconvenience what workman loves not a sharp tool to work with but is there not more danger from a sharp tool than from a blunt one and what workman will throw away a sharp tool because it may cut his fingers wit may be likened to a sharp tool and there is something very pretty in wit let me tell you often and often have i been forced to smile at her arch turns upon me when i could have beat her for them and pray don't i bear a great deal from her and why because i love her and would you not wish me to judge of your love for her by my own and would not you bear with her don't you love her what though with another sort of love as well as i do i do assure you sir that if i thought you did not well but it is plain that you don't and is it plain that you don't well then you must do as you think best well might the merit of your passion be doubted you say if like mr solmes fiddle-faddle why you are a captious man i think has nancy been so plain in her repulses of you as miss clary harlowe has been to mr solmes does nancy love any man better than you although she may not shew so much love to you as you wish for if she did let me tell you she would have let us all hear of it what idle comparisons then but it may be you are tired out it may be you have seen somebody else it may be you would wish to change mistresses with that gay wretch mr lovelace it may be too that in that case nancy would not be sorry to change lovers the truly admirable miss clarissa harlowe good lack but take care mr hickman that you do not praise any woman living let her be as admirable and as excellent as she will above your own mistress no polite man will do that surely and take care too that you do not make her or me think you are in earnest in your anger just though it may be as anger only i would not for a thousand pounds that nancy should know that you can so easily part with her if you have the love for her which you declare you have be sure if you are not absolutely determined that you do not so much as whisper the contents of this your letter to your own heart as i may say her treatment of you you say does no credit either to her education or fine sense very home put truly nevertheless so say i but is not hers the disgrace more than yours i can assure you that everybody blames her for it and why do they blame her why because they think you merit better treatment at her hands and is not this to your credit who but pities you and blames her 
do the servants who as you observe see her skittish airs disrespect you for them do they not at such times look concerned for you are they not then doubly officious in their respects and services to you i have observed with pleasure that they are but you are afraid you shall be thought tame perhaps when married that you shall not be thought manly enough i warrant and this was poor mr howe's fear and many a tug did this lordly fear cost us both god knows many more than needed i am sure and more than ought to have been had he known how to bear and forbear as is the duty of those who pretend to have most sense and pray which would you have to have most sense the woman or the man well sir and now what remains if you really love nancy so well as you say you do why i leave that to you you may if you please come to breakfast with me in the morning but with no full heart nor resenting looks i advise you except you can brave it out that have i when provoked done many a time with my husband but never did i get anything by it with my daughter much less will you of which for your observation i thought fit to advise you as from your friend annabella howe end of letter twenty three